This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone. It's me, Nigel Seeley, and welcome to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. It's the number one tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers. I'm going to say, joining me across uh, in, well, say across the pond, but he's not across the pond. He's across the English Channel. It's mm. our friend, uh, the Arsenio Hospital handicapper. Uh, is it Au Revoir or no? That's what well, I don't know. That's, bonjour, bonjour. That's I'm goodbye, not, isn't it? I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm not the greatest of any language at all. I'm not even the best at English, but uh, bonjour, my friend. How are you? Bonjour, bonsoir. I suppose it should be at this time of day. Yes, I'm all right. I've already been told off for my, for my pronunciation of bonsoir, so let's let's not let's not assume that I'm an expert in languages here. Well, you've actually excelled in the last two minutes against me, but honestly, anybody can excel against me. But anyway, uh, it's Sean Calvert. He's over in Paris for the ATP Tour 1000 event this week in the French capital. It's the final ATP Tour 1000 event of the season. And um, judging by our Instagram, judging by our uh, our sort of Twitter feed, you, you don't seem to be very happy to be out in the French capital. What's going on? <laughs> it's this tournament. It's... <laughs> They just don't organise it properly. I, I don't know why they do this. It's, it, you know, a Masters series in in seven days, singles and doubles on three courts, two of which hold about probably about 150 to sort of 200 people each, and it's not ticketed. It, it's it's mad. Yeah, you could think of any of the other, any of the other Masters 1000s that we've got in the season. You know, you've been to a lot of them. You know, I've been to Indian Wells. You know, you've been to Miami. You know, you're thinking about Madrid, Rome. All this sort of stuff. They're not. I know they've got they've got extra time built in this year, but even when they didn't have the extra time built in, you know they've got a lot more courts. They're stuffing a, a huge draw into seven days into into three tiny courts, and you can't get into the the lower dungeon courts. Well, if you can get into it, once you're there, you've got to stay there because if if you come out of there, you aren't getting back in, and you can't stay down there because there's no toilets, there's no food, there's no drinks, there's nothing. It's just the lower dungeon, and then. <laughs> It's just it's just annoying because you know you, the, a lot of the good matches are on down there and and obviously the center court is tends to be reserved for the French players not not exclusively but the big names the high seeds the French players that, great fine I get that but the matches downstairs they're just they're just so hard to access it just makes it a nightmare apart from that it's fine you're thirty minutes you're thirty seconds away from the front door. You know, you haven't got no taxi fare, you've got Uber fare, you, know, you don't need a tram. You, you yeah, but the, it's, it, that's fine. I'm, I'm more than happy Walk with across, that. have a coffee, go back when the, yeah, the that, queue goes Yeah, down. but you can't get into the little courts. That's the problem. If it was, was centre court, obviously, I, which I do have centre court tickets, because that's the only ticket you can buy. You can't buy tickets for the lower dungeon. So it, it, that's absolutely fine. But if you want to watch the ones on court one and court two, you do have to queue up for an absolute age because there's so few seats down there. It's How just, much you pay for the ticket today? You're going to laugh at this, aren't you? No. 13 euros. And you're moaning. 13 well, euros. There's a reason I paid 13 euros. It wasn't because that's that's I was trying to be cheap. I can see people would perhaps suspect that, but that that is not the case. 
it's because that was all that was all that was left. I didn't order these tickets until about September. I'd, I'd kind of forgotten I was going to be honest. And by the time I ordered them, there was there was that was all there was left. I, I had slightly better seats yesterday. Twenty two euros. They they were oh, fine. Oh, it must have broke the Calvert Bank. Twenty two. <laughs> but it was just what there was. It, you know, this this is a very very popular event. You know, people are willing to queue up for long long uh, periods of time, which obviously I'm not. But um, you know that that it is what it is. That that was that was all the tickets there was left. But that that's all good. But it's it's this court one and court two business. It just annoys me. That's all. But I saw your post on Instagram, and you were complaining about getting past about ten people. Once you got past ten people, there was I had to there. read. I had to read. Oh, look at this! They're, they're out here for lunch, and then all of a sudden you got past it. There was nothing. That's because that's away from the what the queue. I had to move all, I had to redo that video about two or three times because I just literally couldn't move and I was just stood stock still. And I just thought this is weird doing a video when I'm, I'm surrounded by all these many people. But the reason that wasn't less people is because I, I moved away to the right to the exit. So that's why there were a few people there. But yeah, it is, it's just, it's just not great organization. Well, the most important thing from my perspective is that you, last time we spoke, you said it was $8, uh, eight to Euro 70 for a pint of Stella. Have you found anywhere cheaper? Uh, my hotel bar does Heineken at nine euros. Oh, get this. <laughs> what are you doing that? Go down the 960 for Stella is the bargain of the, of the, for nine euros. It for... is, but you've got to oh, sit there in, the, in, the, in them bistros and everyone's sat there smoking and stuff. And it's not, it's not that pleasant. I've come to the conclusion. You just don't like, people do you, you know depends you know, what they're doing smoking <laughs> and just having fun job that's what they're doing there. i mean what you said is having fun and getting some lunch yeah well yeah i'm working there you know that's if they're having fun that's absolutely fine but i i don't i'm not particularly keen on sitting in a sort of drafty terrace with, with lots of cigarette smoke wafting around to be honest no <laughs> are we having fun with the winners I and mean, we've had a mixed tournament you've, <laughs> you've sat you've sat and watched the had i think the mood that you had was really because of the Van Ash match yesterday. The where um, you he, think so? Traded. I think that sort of set the tone <laughs> for the for the trip. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure about that. I think I would have had this exact same opinion whether whether he won or lost. To be honest with you, yeah, but you wouldn't mind spending a little bit more money on you, you really just, if some, if I had to cash that ticket, I'd someone smoke. Say, yeah, I'll have one as well. I'll join in with you. I'm, I'm not bothered. On. I mean, let's you know. I, I just if you can get away with it, if you can get away from that and be somewhere a bit a bit more um, a bit more sort of two are liking then then do it you know uh, Echeverry he won for us today <laughs> yeah you watched the match eventually what do you think I did that I watched one? the first I watched the first sort of hour and a half and then I needed a drink but because you can't get anything <laughs> it's not an alcoholic drink it was water it was water uh, how much are you paying for water uh three euros fifty I think the water is it's quite oh. reasonable oh, yeah. no, no, got no problem with that but the, the problem is you've got to come back up and once you've come up those 400 stairs from the lower dungeon you you're not going back there that's that's the problem you can't there's no toilets down there, there's no drinks no food nothing so once you're there be aware you're stuck with it well let me tell you something i had an hospital appointment today 25 floors in st guy's hospital in london uh, at london bridge and the elevators weren't working i had to walk 25 flights of stairs how many stopped... stairs was that do you reckon a couple of hundred i, I had to stop three times I had to stop three times, and there was no Heineken <laughs> or no Stellas on refreshments on floor. You could six have had a coffee or, or something, I suppose. 
Well, yeah, if you're talking about prices, prices in hospitals for the more expensive what you're playing at the core arena there in Versailles in Paris. Anyway, uh, enough about our woes. It's all about the future. And uh, I think we're slightly up. But before we move on to tomorrow's matches and look at the matches, we've got five matches to talk about. One name I want to throw at you, Sebastian Corder. What? Yeah, he was injured, unfortunately. No, had a wrist, um, had a wrist injury. That was another match I would have liked to have seen, but <laughs> there was absolutely no chance I was getting back down to that um, basement section once I come out of it. it was, I had to watch, I had to watch most of the Etchebray match, a half of it at least, on my phone. Um, and I was sat next to a lady that was actually watching on her phone, Corder. So I was kind of glancing at her phone and, and looking at my phone to see what was going on. That's 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 where we're at. Yeah, disappointing. He had um he had um, a wrist injury. So even if he'd have won that match, his, his chances were, were bleak, really, to be fair. Next time you sit next to a woman on the phone, you need to tell her to download Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network and also uh make sure in French. Follow... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what you... um uh, Madame. Uh, Good luck with that. Too, uh, Should have called the security uh, by the time I'd done the first two or three words. Ma- I think. Maybe, maybe. But just get her phone, rip it off, and put it on. And also get us to follow the Bidding Weekly Studios on YouTube. There you go. That is my French lesson for More today. Italian, wasn't it? That, but anyway, it's anything, any, any, any European. There's <laughs> any European. So let's move on to tomorrow. Uh, we're here before the accents and before. We get slated by my accents. And uh, we have five matches tomorrow in action today. Uh, sorry, to, on this on Wednesday's play, we have five matches on round two. And uh, we're going to start off with a two players that have played many times before. Grigor Dimitrov up against uh, Daniel Medvedev, the guy who was in great form last week in um, Vienna when he got to the final, got beat by Yannick Sinner. Uh, the head-to-head here is a very commanding 6-2 for Medvedev. They did meet in Vienna. Uh, last week uh, in that tournament in the round of 16 and never have come through and a very, very close one. He's a favorite here. He's minus 295 now. Uh, the odds we have on the graphic might be a little bit different, but he's plus 230 for Dimitrov. Uh, three and a half is the spread here. Minus 105 Dimitrov, minus 122 Medvedev. And the total here is 22 and a half. Uh, if you look at these two matches between these two players, Medvedev has won the last three and the last time... Uh, Dimitrov one was in Indian Wells in 2021. Um, I thought that uh, Medvedev pushed him, sorry, Dimitrov pushed Medvedev quite close in Vienna, but uh, he come through there. He's played a lot of tennis as well, Medvedev, got the ATP Tour finals to come. If Dimitrov has got a chance, it could potentially be on here. But um, before we look at this match, give us the uh, court speeds and additions, because that is really important where these matches are being played on the centre court or the court number one, and down in the dungeons you refer to them, Sean. It is a dungeon. That's, that's the only way to describe it, really. Basement is generous. Um, it, I was interested in what uh, Sasha Zverev said, actually, earlier on after his match against Fuksovic. He said it was the, the centre court that he played on. He said it was the lowest bouncing court he's ever played on. I'm not, I'm not really sure where he's getting that from. The only thing I can think that he meant was, because he, he went on to talk about the slice and how Fuksovic's slice barely left the court. Yes, I could potentially see a slice not really bouncing much, but your general sort of top spin rally shot that's bouncing pretty high so i'm not i'm not sure his words were were quite accurate there um to me it's it's the same as in previous years the center court is looks kind of spongy um higher bouncing um not quite as quick 
I suspect it's because it's laid on a on top of a different surface. Like I, I guess from from what what I've seen, I guess that the courts one and court two are laid on a kind of more of a concrete, maybe just a harder surface because it looks different. The sheen on it looks totally different on courts one and court two than it does on on center court. So for me, uh, quicker on courts one and court two, um, higher bouncing and and much slower on on center court. And this match is actually being played. Is it, is it a center court match? I would have thought Daniel Medvedev against Dimitrov. They're not. They're not always quick with the schedule because normally because they're miles behind with the match. I'll just very quickly have a look now, see if the schedule is. I, I imagine it will be. Yeah, I and can't see scheduled... Medvedev. It's not going to be on court one or court two, so I, I, I guess it would be. Yeah. Yeah, and it's scheduled for five a.m. in the morning. So what you? So what? Oh, that's Eastern time. Five a.m. tomorrow. Yeah, there's morning. no schedule yet. Uh, what do you? What do you? Uh, what's your? What's your opinion this one? I just you know on their Vienna clash of you know of last week Dimitrov should I think he should fancy his chance of at least making it close. There's only six points in it overall, and Medvedev had played a match, obviously in the tournament prior to that. Now he's coming in cold after that loss from Sinner. I think the interesting stat here with Dimitrov is, is that he's been pretty competitive against top ten opponents this season. He's he's either won the match or taken the set ten times in the fifteen matches that he's played against top ten opponents in in 2023. I'm not sure Medvedev's really... I can see Medvedev... He's a bit like me, Medvedev. I, I can see him, some moaning coming on here from Medvedev. As soon as he's played this, I think he's going to start saying, oh, it's slower than Indian Wells, which is his stock statement um, anytime a court isn't lightning quick. So a sort of slowish, high-bouncing centre court where where the, the slice stays low. For me, that would that would be a decent decent conditions for, for Gregor, uh, Grigor Dimitrov, if Zverev is right about what he says about the slice. Um, Medvedev is a decent record here, back-to-back finals, 2020 and 2021, but he did lose in the first round, well, his first match last year to Alex Diminor. So I think this could be reasonably close. Overs looks potentially the play to me here. When I looked earlier, it was plus 107, Brett Rivers. That's over 22 and a half games. Over now is plus 102. Uh, coming cash last week in Vienna. Dimitrov, though, coming towards the end of his career, but um, Medvedev has got some big matches coming up. You know, we'll we'll, we'll see how they go here. But uh, Dimitrov pushed him close in Vienna, and we think he's going to push him close again. The over twenty-two and a half plus one hundred two head to Medvedev's website. There is thirty-six different markets available on this match, so head over there across there. Five a.m. in the morning, the schedule of play is going to start Eastern time, so we don't know yet who plays on what court, but we expect this to be centre court and uh, get across early. And if you do place a bet, you can obviously watch it, live stream it on your tablet or your mobile phone or your iPad or whatever mobile device you have. Um, next match, uh, Tommy Paul. He's up against Botic van der Sandtrup. Now, Botic van der Sandtrup had a terrible kind of run in the last couple of months, but he's showing some signs of good good form here. Tommy Paul is minus 148. Botic van der Sandtrup, easier for me to say. Botic van der Sandtrup is plus 118. The spread is one and a half. Tommy Paul, minus one and a half is minus 117. Botic is minus 109. And the total is a very high uh, 23 and a half with over plus 102. Um, if you look at uh, Van der Sandtrup's form coming into it, he's showing some decent form. He's showing some well, and he, he does lead the head-to-head uh, in Davis Cup, which he won 7-6-6-2 this year. Um, Van der Sandtrup, like I say, uh, reached the last 16 in Basel. And he come through qualifying here in two decent wins. And he beat Manorino in very impressive style in the round one. Tommy Paul come through a first round match against Richard Gasquet, 
He lost the first set, six love. And he's showing forms of a little bit of a come down here. The money already has come for Van der Sandtrip. He's plus 118. That is not far off being the best price in the land. And I'm guessing from the way these two players have come into this tournament that you want to get with the Dutchman here. Yeah, I do. Um, Tommy looks like he's done for the season, to be honest. On his display against Gask, as you say, he dropped the first set six love. It was a it was a bizarre match. He somehow came through it. He he dropped that first set six love, managed to find himself. He clawed his way all the way back to leading five two in the final set. Couldn't close it out. Went all the way to a final set tiebreak. Gasquet was six three up in that particular tiebreak, and Gasquet, as he as he so often does, just he, he just didn't have the courage to really finish it off and. Tommy Paul ended up nicking that match. I think he apologised to the crowd afterwards. Actually, he said, I think he said something like, "I, you know, I should never have won that," or something along those lines. You know, the American players have looked pretty jaded, haven't they? Taylor Fritz has pulled out, um, injured. TFO again lost in straight sets. Corder obviously injured as well. Um, I, I could just see Tommy just thinking about going home here. To be honest with you, Van der Zandskop still has an interest this season. Um, in Davis Cup, he's, he's playing for the Netherlands in the Davis Cup. They're in the final eight there. As you said, he's already beaten Tommy Paul in that particular competition about six weeks ago. Um, also on indoor hard. He was a much bigger price then. He was uh, plus 283 priced up at that day, Van der Zanskul. But the odds are much closer because I just feel like Van der Zanskul has a, a really, really good chance. He's finding his form again after that nightmare sort of late spring summer that he had with the the, the meltdown in the Munich final, what that did to his confidence and the injuries and all the rest of it. But now he's won six of his last seven matches. Um, I just feel Tommy's done for this season. Uh, Botic isn't. So I'm more than happy to take the underdog here. Uh, 2.18, did you say, Van der Zanskul? Yeah, uh, he's, uh, yeah, plus 118. Yeah, let's take that. Yeah, Is that an official pick? That is an official pick. So that is our first official uh, pick on the two matches. We're talking about Dimitrov and Medvedev a lean towards Dimitrov on the overs as well. And uh, Botti van der Sanschuk, but plus 118 is our first official pick against Tommy Paul, who, remember, lost the first set, six love against Richard Gasquet. Okay, moving on to the next match. And this one here is an intriguing one for me. Holger Rune, as we know, he's sitting in that eighth place in the race for Turin. He's minus 186 one against Dominic Team, who's plus 150. Dominic Team is always a public play. Uh, I know Sean has always been quite reluctant to, to get involved with the Austrian here. Uh, if you look at their record indoors this season, very similar. They played once already this year in Monte Carlo, Holger Room 16264, but admittedly, he was at the top of his game then when uh, Team wasn't. The spread here is two and a half, a two and a half start for Holger Rune. He's uh, sorry, two and a half start for Dominic Singh. He's minus 114. Holger Rune minus two and a half is minus 112. And the total here is 22 and a half. Um, I'm always wondering about your thinking when you put the underdogs in here. And with Dominic Team, the way you're sort of anti Dominic Team in the last sort of three or four months, is, is he now the former US Open champion of price that you. Mr. Calvert wants to get involved in, or do you think you, you, I can't see you having much faith in Holger Rune at minus one eighty six? Yeah, I mean the the problem with, we've got today is that we we haven't really got many odds, so the matches are are kind of chosen for us, aren't they? Really, the the top sort of five matches 
are obviously the ones where we've got odds. This is such a fluid situation here in Paris, Bercy, that, you know, results are coming in all the time, even as I'm looking here on the phone and, and odds then would follow a few hours later. But this is an intriguing match to talk about. I think there were really good signs from team against Vavrinka. As you said, I've not been a massive um, believer in this team comeback. I, I said at the start that it didn't, not at the start, but after a couple of months, it didn't, it didn't really look like it was getting off the ground and it, it, it still hasn't really. He shows flashes and then he doesn't. And it's, I, I'm still not convinced that he's going to get back to, to where he was uh, in the world rankings. But you know, decent I think, times, a, but- I think that's a, I think that's a, that is a pretty obvious statement. But, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to be, he's not going to compete to win in majors. But, you know, like Andy, like Andy Murray come through from an injury and can compete. It's the question of like well, he's how much younger do, than Andy Murray, isn't he? But yeah. yeah. But how do we rate how do we rate Dominic Team now when he's not at his best against these young players coming through that arguably are nowhere near the competitors of yesteryear or in the last 10 years? I, I don't think Holger Rune is is anywhere near the, the caliber of the top 10 10 years ago. Not at the but, moment. Not at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's the question. I mean, we know that Dominic Team will not be winning majors again. I I I, I very safely bet. The very heavy minus money he won't win a major, but mm. could he break in the top twenty? Could he? Is Holger Rune the a, a top five player in the world? That's that's the question we have to understand here. Yeah, tricky questions. The other the tricky one for for Dominic Team is that he finished at half past two in the morning against against Stan Wawrinka yesterday. Um, not an unusual occurrence at, at Paris, but see, I have to say, rode his luck a bit as well. Wawrinka served for the match, had a match point, couldn't finish it off. Um, team played some nice tennis and obviously he's come through qualies as well so he's much more used to the conditions here this year than Holger Rune is who's people probably forget he's the defending champion here mm. Holger Rune um, doesn't seem likely that he'll he'll defend his title but I'm just looking at the draw here it has slightly opened up for him a little bit hasn't it because um, Taylor Fritz has withdrawn Arthur Feast lost to Altmaier today Altmaier was the first man into the um, the last 16 I think it is um, which you wouldn't you wouldn't have expected, but so he might be looking at this draw now and thinking, well, you know, I've got a decent chance, but his form is just very, very patchy. He's obviously working on some adjustments to his game with Boris Becker. That's going to take time. I don't think he's going to get results instantly. He was lucky to be actually very in Basel. He wasn't close against Felix, having won that fortunate match against, against Echeverry. So he's got a lot of work to do to get, to get, to, to consolidate his place in that top five that you just mentioned. Um, I wonder if that late night match will cost team though, because this has a feeling of a long match about it. And Rune tends to win most of these. He's won nine of his last 12 deciding set matches, Holger Rune. So if I was betting in this one, I'd be tempted with the 2 1. I don't know whether you've got the odds on your screen there, but I will for Rune to win this two sets to one, I imagine it'd be roughly 3.75 or something around that sort of mark. That's a guess. Let me have a look for you now. That could be a very good guess. Let me find it. Uh, two one for Holger uh, for Holger Rune is plus two seventy. There you go. It was pretty close, wasn't I? Um, I don't believe you. I think you had that on the other screen. They're always roughly that price. It. That it's, it's always approximately that ish. There thereabouts. You're never too far away with that. So I'd probably go with that one there. I think this will be tight. Um, Overs is another possibility. Rune isn't at his best. Team isn't at his best. So it could be an edgy one, a scratchy one. But I think it'll probably go three. Uh, three sets, Holger Rune to win two sets to one. He's fantastic in that final set. He's got a brilliant record defending champion, a lot of points to defend. And he's also got to protect that eighth spot in the race for Turin, which we're going to come on to in a little bit. The man chasing him down is Herbert Herkash, who's our, is our final match we're going to talk about. Before we talk about that match, we're going to talk about Novak Djokovic against Thomas Martin Echeverry. 
Now, Novak Djokovic is making his first appearance on the ATP Tour since winning the... Uh, sorry, no, did he win? No, let's go back again. He, the US what? Open, fine. Yeah. He's only yeah, played he one match since then. Yeah, Davis Cup. Davis Cup, I forgot that. So he made, he's minus $12. He's up against Thomas Martin Etcheverry, who's plus $7 here. Now, they've met once before, and it was this year in Rome at, on the clay. And Thomas uh, Djokovic won 7-6-6-2. Uh, Etcheverry is uh, a, a big underdog here. I'm going to get you the handicap. I've just gone into... You, you've made me go into the Holger Room market. Talk <laughs> about the uh, what you think about this match, and I'll give you the props, Sean. Okay, so I wouldn't be surprised if this is a bit closer than the odds suggest. Um, I think this is not a, not going to be an easy match for Djokovic, given that he hasn't played for for quite some time. Um, and in any case, if you look at what Djokovic has done recently in his opening match in Paris, it has tended to be a bit of a struggle for him. Last year, his first match, he won 7-6-6-4 against Cressy. I know that's an awkward matchup for your first one, but even so. Okay, go back to the year before played Marton Fuksovic, had to win it in three sets. Prior to that, it was 2019 um, that he played in his, his opening match in Bercy. Another tight one, 7-6-6-4 against Corentin Moutet. So he certainly has a history of coming in here. And yes, he's got a good record at this tournament, but he's tended to build his way into it. He hasn't tended to start well at these in these um, Paris Masters tournaments. I said the other day on the show, Echeverry is improving on hard courts and... You know, that was a really, really good win for him today against Djokovic's doubles partner. He played doubles with um, Kekmanovic earlier on. on, I think it was on court two, um, Djokovic. So good win that was. It was a a tough, tough match, really tough, long match. And um, I feel like the set one overs here, all the total games look like the ones. I think Djokovic will probably win it in the end. But the spread when I looked earlier on... um, on set one overs. Have you got over nine and a half games in set I've one? I've got game? it here in front of me. Over nine and a half games is plus 125. Yeah, plus money about the, the first set going to 10 games or more. I think that's that's the spot here. I think if Djokovic wins that first set, you know, 6-1, 6-2, 6-3, I think he's doing really, really well. So I think uh, if I was having a bet on this particular match, that's where I'd be looking. And over 19 and a half games is minus 120. The money line is a very strong... Uh, minus 1,200 for Djokovic, plus 700 for Echeverry. And the spread is around about five and a half. Uh, Echeverry, a favourite, minus 148, plus five and a half. But uh, a long time off court, big match coming back. Got to finally tune Echeverry. Would you would you be concerned about Echeverry's performance today? Long match, would, would that worry you a little bit? No, I think, I think, well, if I'm going for the set one, I mean, I'm not, obviously, I don't need him to, to go the whole distance, but... Um... Another thing I forgot to mention, actually, when they played in Rome, Echeverry should have won that first set. He was a break-up. Ended up being a tie-break that um, that Djokovic won. But yeah, two hours 48 this time of the season, it's not ideal. You know, I take your point. It is, it's not It's not great to be playing almost three hours in, you know, in the end of October, start of November. But I think the rustiness for Djokovic, he's, I think it'll take him a little bit of time to shake that off. Final match, Herbert Hercash, minus 275 against Roberto Bautista Agut, the veteran on the tennis scene, is plus 220. Now, of all the players in the draw, Herbert Herkash has more motivation than anybody to go deep here. He needs to overtake Holger Rune. Now, we opposed him in round one against Sebastian Corder. Not in the match. We obviously we took Sebastian Corder to win the match. Sebastian Corder was injured. Um, you were there watching part of that game. Mm-hmm. Did Did... Her cash look a bit tired. Did you think he, you know, was yes. it a little bit worried about that? Yeah, he's uh, 
He's minus 275 here. Everyone knows he needs to win. Everyone needs to go deep in the tournament. He actually needs to better Holger Rune by probably a round or two rounds to get into that final spot or give him a great chance to get into that final spot. Uh, the public will be betting Herbert Hercash. I mean, me, the untrained eye, not being there, I'm looking at Hercash and thinking, now he's won that match. He's motivated, he's pumped, he's playing well. I might want to bet him to win the tournament. That's my that that's my logic of it, thinking that he needs to win. You know, he's he's going to be really motivated, in, and it's something that's proved me profitable before this tournament. I've, I've talked about many years ago. I bet players who needed to win this tournament. Um, you saw him firsthand. What 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 is his conditioning? What do you think of him? I think he's exhausted. Right, okay. I think he's absolutely shattered. To be honest with you, um, I'm taking Bautista a go here. I, I just think this is a silly price on her cash given how much tennis he's played it's a staggering amount of tennis at this late stage of the year and obviously Bautista is going to have way more in the tank having barely played in the last sort of four or five months um I mean her cash has played 33 sets of tennis in just over three weeks and seven of the matches have gone to a final set and several of them went to a final set tie break as her cash matches tend to do um, I just think, I know he's got the motivation, but I, I just really don't think he's got the physicality to do this. He might do, but I wouldn't back him at these odds. Um, the other issue he's got is facing Bautista Rugger, whose style of play is, is physical style. He plays an awful lot of long rallies, Bautista Rugger. Um, Bautista Rugger will have also had, I'm assuming this match is on tomorrow. Bautista Rugger played his round one match on Monday. So he's had a, a clear 24 hours rest not that he should need it because he's only played five matches since july um looked a lot lot better against leheka um in his first round if you look at the head-to-head series it's it's been very very close but bautista has edged it eight of the 11 sets they've contested have gone over 10 and a half games um every opening set they've played has gone to either 12 or 13 games and the service points won and return points won total is 102 to 98 in favour of Bautista Rogot, who's won 60%, a very, very big 60% of second serve points in this matchup compared with just 44% for for um, for Urkash. So he's been the better player from the back of the court. If it's going to be a long match, which I suggest it's probably going to be, I, I think this is just a, a big, big problem for, for Urkash. Um, I haven't seen the absolute up-to-date odds on this, but I think he should be a nice price, Bautista Agut here. Uh, but this good to win the match. It's plus 220. Uh, we haven't got any props yet, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that. that. That's fine. Money line, yeah. You're happy with, you're happy with the 220? Not, I think he's probably about two and a half favourite for her cash here. Yeah, I'm happy with the money line. Isn't, I don't think there isn't really any point in the handicaps because, you know, if, if her cash does have the energy, you, you know, and he is on song and he serves firing and all the rest of it, then, you know, maybe he'll win. But I, I'm just not so sure that it is. I think this is a, a big, big ask against Bautista Agut. I, I really do think it's a tough one. So plus 220 Bautista Agut, that is official play? Yeah, I've taken Bautista Agut. I think it's a really good odds. So how many bets have we got now tomorrow in Paris as our official picks? Yeah, two bets for tomorrow is the official picks. The one I've just mentioned, Bautista Agut. And the other one was van der Zanskoop to beat Tommy Paul. Two players that I think are tired and I'm, I'm fading them. Loving the Botic van der Sandstrup bet. Not, to me, I'm not so sure. I wouldn't bet Hercash at minus 275. I, I get the value in that, but I just think that Batista Agut hasn't had the, the top quality matches. He's playing challenger events. He's dropped down. I mean, is he interested? That that would be my concern 
for men this morning. We'll see. He should be. I mean, it's it's a matter of opinion, isn't it? I mean, he, he should be interested. He he, he may not, but he's um, definitely the price. He's definitely the value at plus two twenty. There's no doubt about it. He's a two twenty mm. value pick. But when you when you break down things, I mean, you, we've spoken about how you sort of find bets. Do you think their value? Yeah. Look at their form. Yeah. Do you look at all the question mark. Oh, he hasn't played that quality. And for me, as I get deeper down, I'll be thinking, oh, but it's plus 220. I mean, don't matter. Yeah. I mean, at that price, I, I mean, if he was six to four, then, you know, I'd probably be thinking again. But at these odds, I think you have to take the value at this stage. And you've watched it firsthand. You've seen Herbert Urkash play today. You've seen his body language. And he's one player that's all in his knees. Every, every, almost every set is. Seven five seven six is a long, it's a long one against yeah against Batista. I got pretty much every set has been seven five or seven six in the four matches that they've played. Um, you know Batista got will will look to to take his legs from him, and you know he may well be able to do it. So there you have it. They are the bets. Two official picks for us tomorrow. Remember, there's forty two point nine nine units in profit this year coming to the end of the season. We've only got like two weeks now for the season. Hope you enjoyed all the content. Remember, you can follow all our action. On our Instagram account, at Because We Win on Instagram. Sean will be giving us some Instagram picks tomorrow uh, on his final day in Paris. What time I'm, are you flying? I'm go- I'm, yeah, I'm going tomorrow. I'm, what time I'm, are you- not- I'm flying at lunchtime tomorrow. Well, when he's flying, he'll be handing the baton to me. Well, I'll be doing the content on my trip to Las Vegas. So uh, I'm looking You get Vegas, to- I, get, I get Paris. <laughs> Sean, you're the senior handicapper. You can make the calls. You can go there. But anyway, if anybody's uh, stateside who's in Las Vegas when they want to hook up, uh, give us a little message on Twitter. More than happy to join us and uh, enjoy the fun and uh, carry on the the laughs over in Las Vegas. So, yeah, I'm flying to Las Vegas tomorrow. But before then, hopefully, we don't know the order play yet, so we're not quite sure about this, but hopefully we may be able to do a little podcast before then on some extra games. I'm not quite sure we'll be able to do, but if we don't, we'll probably catch one later on in the week. So you will get your your fair share of podcasts here on Because We're In and on the Game Bet Match, but I'm not quite sure we'll be able to do one tomorrow. But if we can, we will squeeze one in, but I doubt it very much. Uh, anyway, there's four ways to follow us, as I say all the time in this podcast. Follow us on the Instagram account at Because We Win, on the Twitter account at Because We Win. Uh, download the podcast at Betting Weekly game bet match on your preferred podcast provider and also follow us or subscribe to us on our youtube channel which is the betting weekly studios and there's a huge amount of uh, content on there not only on the tennis but also on the soccer some big matches coming on uh all across europe on the big soccer matches brilliant coverage on there loads of handicappers giving you winners left right and center so sean finally uh have a very safe journey back my friend uh, look you. after yourself and uh, I'll catch up with you I'm sure next week sometime and uh, hopefully we cash uh, this evening we've got some some action tonight as well we've also got some action uh, for tomorrow as well on the podcast hopefully we cash some more tickets anyone take care and uh, we'll speak to you again later on in the week <laughs>